I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And welcome into the Pro Football Show for this Wednesday, April 22nd. Yes, it is draft eve, and we got some big news, um, obviously, yesterday to react to. Um, that is a little bit surprising to me that uh, it was able to get consummated so quickly. There have been rumors about it for a while. But, yes, we have a situation where Rob Gronkowski is now joining Tom Brady in Tampa, and what is a uh, almost a retirement reunion of sorts? Uh, older guys uh, ending up going to Florida from the Northeast. Where have we heard that before? It's uh, happening in the, in pro football as we speak. We're going to get into that. Uh, what it's looking like? Looking like the top of the draft, at least right now. Picks are kind of settling in. Talk a little bit about that. Where it looks today. Today's uh, way it looks actually. Uh, as we head into today, uh, things have a way of altering and changing as the day progresses. So we'll keep you up to date, of course, and be back with you again. A reminder uh, tomorrow morning. Um, also a reminder that for all the latest updated information, go to LandryFootball.com. Our notebooks are going to be the key to getting the updated inside information. Look, we, we certainly can pump out, uh, hopefully, an informative show for you each and every day. But because of, you know, we, we do it once a day, there's gaps in between the time that we um, tape the show and it drops, and then obviously from the time it drops, this is an evolving process. Unlike most days of the football calendar, um, in season, out of season, things are very fluid, uh, hour to hour. So we got you covered on LandryFootball.com. Uh, certainly keep us uh, keep us a follow on Twitter. But some of the stuff sensitive and a little more detailed that we can't really go into all that detail on Twitter. So make sure that you're a member of LandryFootball.com because you can get all that inside information. And the latest, so uh, we got you covered. Uh, certainly uh, all the latest news and notes from the college game and certainly the perspective from the college players, we cover that on our college podcast, but in our college notebook as well. That news is not as um, imminent other than what relates to the draft. So right now what's going on from a college and an NFL standpoint is the NFL draft. We're going to get heavy into that. A thank you, a big thank you, thank you, thank you to the great folks at 401k Generation who bring you this podcast. They are the experts in everything to do with money management, investments, questions that you might have. I always say it's like having, you know, you got your CPA, you got your uh, attorney if you need it. You, everyone's got some doctor that they go get checkups or whatever issues. You need to have you a good financial person. And if you've got one and you like them, it's always good to get a second opinion. Maybe unlike a doctor where maybe too much crossover, you know, a doctor, what? You got a, a general doctor and you got a specialist and they communicate. Well, a financial planner sometimes we'll have a philosophy and it's always good to get a second opinion to get a feel for is this the best thing for me and that's why we encourage you to reach out to the great folks at 401k generation and eddie rojas they are licensed in all 50 states so it matters not where you're listening 
in this podcast in the continental United States. They can help you. They can be your financial guide to make sure that you meet all your goals. And if you've got someone, no no problem, no trying to push anybody out, but get a second opinion. No obligation conversation is what we're talking about. Give them a call. Give them a text today at one 866 998 5879. We'll give you a second if you're in a position. We know you're at home, not driving to work, probably. Give you a second to write that number down again. But also, remember that you can go to LandryFootball.com and right under the membership portion, you'll see 401k generation. Click on that. You can learn a little bit more about what they offer and get a link to their website. And you can contact them there if you want. But the number again, here you go. You ready? 1-866-998-5879. You can call or text. Um, Do so today. You you won't regret it. You also won't regret signing up to make sure you get this podcast to your phone each and every day. And you do that by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. Wherever you... Sign up for your, listen to your podcast, go to for your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Landry Football's conference call is where you want to go, and that makes sure that you get it uh, to your phone each and every day. And again, uh, take advantage. We just talked about LandryFootball.com, the scouting season offer. That, that gets you the best offer we've ever had, and it puts you in a position where you're in place all year round for the cheapest price we have available, less than $5 a month. That'll get you access to a NFL-style scouting department, a college personnel scouting department, um, a, a avenue with the coaching work that I do, <clears throat> you know, an assessment there. It's, it's Look, it's like being an owner. To where you, for less than $5 a month, you can tap into to ask questions, to understand how these players stack up, and to have a better understanding right now about the draft, uh, over the past several weeks about free agency, about recruiting, about on field coaching decisions, OTAs, practices. You got it. We got it all covered for you at LandryFootball.com, so make sure that you take advantage of it. We're going to get to some questions a little bit. Richard's got a few that we're going to address. Um, and if you got a question, again, go to LandryFootball.com, hit Contact Chris, and uh, let us know where you want us to address it, and we'll do it uh, right here. Uh, also, it's where you want to go. If you have something you'd like to promote, a business, your work, we can absolutely help brand you. And all you got to do is go to LandryFootball.com and, again, hit Contact Chris, and we'll get in touch with you. So the news of the day was clearly – Rob Gronkowski, there's been a lot of chatter for some time. Is Gronk going to come back? Would he consider I know he's doing the wrestling thing. and Probably a, um, what do you have, these party planners? Probably the, the one guy that probably could get paid <laughs> to, to attend a party. Um, enjoying life. But there's always that tug for a player. The the money is unlike anything you can get. And certainly you can get obscene amount of money uh, promoting, and he's doing that. And he's kind of dipped his world there. And he's kind of mentally and physically kind of recovered a little bit um, from the wears and tears of playing in the league. He's dealt with a lot of injuries throughout his career. And people may not know about him. He's taking care of his money. But, but you know, he's kind of enjoying life too. So, But there's, I think, a little bit of a desire to come back. And as always tell players, look, if you have a desire to come back, I mean, it's up to you. It's up to your family and what you want to do and what your goals are personally, professionally. I mean, you've got to factor in all that. But, you know, if you're going to do it, you need to kind of figure that out pretty quick because you know what? Five years from now, you're not coming back. I mean, there's a point where you're no longer going to be able to do it. 
This is kind of in the window, and the circumstances were unique. Don't think this was going to happen in New England. Don't even think that New England was looking to do this, Um, you know, have him, Brady, back. I mean, I think that there was um, a certain level of commitment that it takes to be a Patriot. I do think that they've turned the page in New England from Gronk and certainly now this offseason Brady. But now Tom Brady's in Tampa, and I can tell you that without having to, you know, speak with either one of them, that Tom Brady probably reached out to Gronk, Gronk to Brady, whatever, and, hey, what about getting daily? What do you think? And, yeah, as I said to start the show, you you got some of the older guys getting back in Florida and saying, hey, how about this? Make a little money. It's not about the money, but the money comes with it, and it's important. It's let's see if we can kind of do something and kind of prove what we can do, and I I think that is there. That is there for both of them, and it's a little bit more fun. And so as the reason that Brady wanted to go out on his own, having somebody like Gronk makes some sense. Now, for the Patriots, basically doing the deal, they've got – I think they've got four first uh, six round picks. They've got a lot of late picks, so throwing in a seventh and and uh, you know a Bronco player that's not on their team to get a fourth round pick. People ah fourth round pick uh, again. Go and look at the draft board at LandryFootball.com. See where the fourth round value begins and ends, and look at the players on the board that you can get. And if you don't know about these players, um. You can click and listen about what these players are all about and how good they are. Uh, you've got some really good players, some guys that could have impact. There always is. It's just you have to know who they are and you have to know how to develop them. No one does that better than Belichick. And obviously having an extra fourth-round pick that they can get a player one or two, use that fourth-round pick, maybe along with another pick, to maneuver some other point in the draft, would they want to move up in the draft early, get a quarterback? Uh, if their board says another thing, they may want to move back, get some more picks, and again, you know, move up and use those pieces or picks for players if there's value on their board. If there's not value on the board, meaning there's a lot of good players move down, still get one of those good players and get an extra pick for doing it and then maybe using those extra picks that you eventually acquire for bargaining chips to maybe move up a few spots to get a guy that's graded a round and a half to two rounds higher on your value board as opposed to, you know, um, you know where it is you're going to have to take them. So, you know, you may move up six spots in the sixth round and get a guy with a late third-round grade on your board. So that's just how this, these, what these picks mean. So <clears throat> for the Patriots, it makes all the sense in the world. You're not trading Gronk. You're trading the rights to Gronk, a player that's not on your team. Very unusual, but inefficient. For Tampa, listen, they're all in on this Tom Brady situation. I don't know if Gronk's – going to be healthy. I don't know if Gronk's going to be in the best of shape. I think he'll be there when he needs to be there, and I think he'll do what he needs to do, probably not more than that. But there's an extreme comfort level with Brady. And as I mentioned, when Tom Brady, and there's a lot of talk about, and Tom Brady came out and said he sold himself to Bruce Arians. Yeah, again, I've kind of explained how this played out. Tom Brady's got a lot of freedom. Going to Tampa, you know, it's not like, hey, if I go there, I'm going to run it, I'm going to do this. No, no. It's There's an understanding that, much like with Peyton Manning when he went to Denver, and even to some degree in Indianapolis in the later years, he had a lot of say-so. And, all right, you know, I really think it would benefit us if we do this and we do that and kind of take charge and take control, <clears throat> not being the decision-maker in the organization, but having a lot of say-so and a lot of stroke. Brady's got that. Uh, this is a 
experiment, a project, a, a mission to go in that direction. So they're all in on that. Um, they're going to need to um, still look at some things. Listen, as I've said before, the offensive line for the Bucks last year did not grade out as poorly as people think. People think it does because of all the pressures and sacks. That's the result of the majority of the time Jameis Winston holding the ball too long. Um, with that said, the right tackle position is not gotten better in Tampa. It may have been even weakened. They're going to have to address that at some point, and I don't know that a rookie tackle is going to be the answer. We'll see. They're going to have to finagle that a bit. But one of the things that you're going to be able to do in Tampa now with a lot of weapons, and certainly have vertical guys, the vertical guys are a little bit overrated because unless you're going to get into a lot of deep drops and have the protection to do it or maybe take some vertical shots on early downs, you're going to have some difficulty getting the ball downfield vertically. Not that Brady can't throw it because you throw the deep ball with your legs and he can still throw that deep ball. Deep balls are not difficult to throw, certainly not against cover two, but you can get uh, in man coverage situation throw away from the road coverage, you can have an opportunity to be successful with the deep ball. But the biggest way that you need to attack with Brady is to work underneath, work horizontally. And so Gronk can help them in both in mismatch situations where you can throw it, let him go up and get it. Now I think the search is on through the draft, second wave of free agency post-draft, to find that third down back, that guy that can be so effective as a pass-receiving weapon out of the backfield. Um, improving that position, I think, would give them an awful lot of weapons. And, look, really good weapons on offense. A defense that's still missing some pieces but still can be uh, formidable. So, I, you know, I like it from Tampa's standpoint. I don't know what they're going to get out of Gronk. Um I don't know how many games, I don't know how healthy, but I know they can get a player that can still be a mismatch and in pivotal moments can make a difference in close games. And that's very often what it comes down to in the NFL. It's about the three or four plays that you make or don't make, and he maybe can tip the tide in that direction. So we'll see. Now they've got a plethora of tight ends in Tampa. Oh, I know. Well, they just trade O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard has some value, not a lot. Um, do they keep him? Do they trade him? Like to trade him, I think, is what they would like to do. But they'd like to get – they're not going to give him away. Um, and they got Cameron Bright. So what they do, two, three tight ends, we'll, we'll kind of see how this plays out. I, I would think this, having insurance, I don't think you'd look at Gronk as a tight end as much as a weapon that might be situational. Uh, you might have him deep into the game plan one week and depending upon his health and you know, so you may not have him active. So I do think the importance of working the tight end position away from Gronk or, you know, two, one of the things that I know they would like to do if they do keep OJ Howard or get somebody to replace him with Braid and Gronk is go back to a lot of what Brady loved when they had the full brunt of tight ends with Gronk and, um, you know, Aaron Hernandez. And, you know, they had two, three guys that they can work that H-back tight end. Mold. I think that's what he would like. That gives him the horizontal options to work with some vertical down-the-seam shots that's going to manipulate coverages and all of a sudden, now you got some easy dump-offs that you don't have to worry about pass protection. And you've got quick read, a guy that can see it, get rid of it accurately. So, listen, it's it's an interesting move with Tampa. I don't know that it is, quote-unquote, oh, boy, this makes them the favorite in the NFC. No, I think this puts them in a much better position of making the playoffs, particularly with a seventh team in the conference, uh, it puts them in better position, but by no means the favorite in my eyes. But that's the biggest news of the day. So as we head to the draft, 
it's looking more and more like the first two picks are going to go off without a lot of um, intrigue, a lot of surprises. I think it's going to be Joe Burrow at one. No reason to to no intel that says different. I think for Washington, it's going to be Chase Young. I don't think you move out of that pick and lose a guy like that. Um, fielding calls, yes. Trying to manipulate, yes, but don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to be interesting is that three, and it kind of starts there because I do think it just makes sense for Detroit at three and four to want to move down no more than, say, five or six. And the reason is there's value in doing it. Picking up an extra pick, again, that can help you with an additional quality player or a bargaining chip to move up in a later round. But you can get the same player. And I don't – and the people say, well, why do you do that if you do it? Well, if you're Detroit, or the Giants for that matter, but let's – you know, we can put them together for this. Do you move now? Well, if, if you're Detroit – if you have one guy that you clearly like better than the other that stands out on your board, then, folks, you don't move down. If you think Jeff Okuda or Isaiah Simmons or Derek Brown or anybody is clearly better, you don't move down and say, oh, we could get him. You know, don't, no, you, no, you can't. You don't know that you can't. You stay there and take him. The reason why you move down is because there's security in numbers. It's math. You move down to five or six if you've got multiple players. If you've got Akuda, you've got Simmons, you've got Derek Brown, and you got them stacked ABC, but you got them all graded equally, well, then moving down to five or six, you're guaranteed to get one of them. Pure numbers. And I think that is the case with them. I think they're intrigued by a couple of guys. In fact, I don't know for certain that it's going to be Jeff Okuda at three if they pick at three. It might be Derek Brown. I don't know. We'll see. The Giants are not in great leverage position. They are... Seeking trade possibilities, not going real well because the calls are more going to Detroit. And even to some degree, Washington's putting it out there. And that's why you heard the Giants, you know, the leak out of the that uh, out of the Giants. Oh, man, they're doing the research on these quarterbacks. And why do you think that is? No, they're not souring on Daniel Jones. They're not questioning that. But by throwing that out, it sends a message to the quarterback shoppers. Ain't no guarantee that the Giants won't do it. You may need to need to jump up. You know, <clears throat> Giants are not in great position until the Lions take their pick, and then the Giants may have some leverage potentially. Probably are going to get on the phone. Probably going to call Miami and say, "Look." Um, the Chargers are interested. Moving up. Instead of going down two spots, you know, would you be interested in doing something? We'll move down one spot and you can come up here. See what you can get out of it. See if you can get them to bite. That's how you do it. Um, if Now, the other part of this story is, does Miami and the Chargers want to move up? Do they love the two remaining quarterbacks on the board are three. And that's important, too, because people might say, well, they really love Tua. Well, they really love Herbert. Might love Jordan Love. Um, Don't have to take Love there. You could take him at five. You can move down. If you like, for example, one of one guy more than the other, I think you got to go up and get him. You like Tua, he's your guy. 
you're, you're really sold on him, go up to three and get him. Don't screw around and let somebody move ahead. No, you don't know if they're going to jump ahead or not. You don't know that they're not. You don't screw around. Go get your guy. Get extra picks. You got your quarterback situation settled. Go do it. If you're not sold on them, then, you know, make your pick at five with who's there. And Chargers, same thing. So what is the motivation to want to move up? Don't know. Right now, the latest is, well, when they're calling the the Lions and the Giants, they're not getting a lot of positive feedback from Miami, the Chargers, that they're willing to move up yet. Okay. <clears throat> Emphasis on yet. Maybe that increases as we get on the clock Thursday night. Maybe not. But, again, that's the coy process. Why do you think you're hearing news du jour, oh, the Dolphins like Tua. No, the Dolphins like Herbert. No, the Dolphins like Love. The Dolphins like an offensive lineman. The Dolphins like a – my God. It's, you know, I, I laughed. Oh, I can't – can you believe that? That's a – folks, I mean, they like everybody. I mean, so they're at, at some point you hit on everything. They're trying to create cloud because – Non-information is perceived that, well, they're locked in on this. Well, you throw stuff out in the information age, you can no longer be quiet. You have to create some subterfuge to throw people off the scent. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I do think Carolina would love it if Isaiah Simmons fell to them at seven. But there might be some other options there, too depending on how it comes off. So <clears throat> it's kind of it's kind of settling a little bit, and it's going to come down to what do the Dolphins and the Chargers think about the quarterbacks and who do they like? Are they committed to it? And here's the other thing. Well, the Chargers have said they love Tyrod Taylor and they're committed. Yeah, they are. Of course you say that. You say that because, A, that's who you may have to start with. B, if you can't make a trade up to get the quarterback you want, if you indeed want a quarterback, you don't want to have the media come out and say, hey, they needed a quarterback, they want a quarterback, they couldn't do a deal. You know, you've already planted the seed in the, in, in, in the sellable moment of, hey, they're sold on Tyrod Taylor. Now, whether they are or not, well, they're sold on him because he's on their team, and yes, are they also maybe sold on Tua and what he could potentially bring? Maybe. We'll see. Um, but it, it creates a, hey, we're not all that interested in moving up. We like the guy we got. So if you end up going with that guy, you've at least kind of planted the seed that this is where we were thinking all along. But then, you know, you can also still do something adverse to that comment come draft night. So there's a lot of what's going on. Remember this, there are reasons why stuff is coming out. It is being put out for a reason. Somebody wants to, not, these guys want to move up. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do the Broncos want to move up? Do the Falcons want to move up? Do the Broncos want to move up for Jerry Judy? Do the Falcons want to move up for CJ Henderson and Jeff Okuda? I can tell you this. If they do, and that's who they're going up for, they should be fired for letting that out their room. Because what they're doing is letting everybody know what they want. And I don't believe it. I think they are interested in moving up. I think they're interested in moving up for somebody other than what they're leaking out they're moving up to. Because what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to be jumped by someone else. So, look, I mean, there's – People are not stupid. So remember, there's a reason why things come out, and we'll see how it plays out. So what's going on right now in, in uh, I want to say draft meetings and draft rooms, the virtual draft rooms now, is there'll be meetings, virtual meetings still. Boards are set. You'll basically 
have your college guys, college scouts, college director, make sure that the board, particularly the bottom of the board, all the free agents are in the right order so that if your board's picked clean through the draft, you go ahead and you you know who in order that you're going to try to sign. Um, You maybe uh, make sure that you've got um, your horizontal board is any tinkering that you need to do on that should be done by now. But any tinkering, you need to make sure. If you're still in debate, then you've probably not used your time well enough to this point. But maybe there's a cluster of four or five guys deep down into the late fourth round grade value area that you're not quite sure that it should be A, B, C, D, E or – you know, the reverse. You want to make sure that you get those five guys in the right order and just tinker with that. The other thing that I try to do at this point is try to make sure that the trade chart, and we've got a question about the trade chart from Richard that we're going to address uh, in a minute, but you make sure that's fine-tuned and you go through scenarios and so what you do is you do a lot of planning of pre-trade calls to try to see, hey, you know, who might be interested, who might be more willing to move, who feels a little bit more less likely to move. But you still need to follow up because the draft can kind of change things for you. But you need to kind of do a little preliminary trade call so that you're in better position to get one done quickly. You still got, you know, we had the Gronk deal. Could somebody still look and see if they could get a deal done with Yannick Ndokwe and maybe make a trade? you got things like that that are in the hopper. Uh, the priority level depends upon the player and depends upon the price. Um, some free agent news of the day. Um, I mentioned this before, but Everson Griffin still open up to possibly returning with the Vikings. Um, also in Minnesota, Anthony Harris, no rush to get a deal done there. But it's something that they're going to address post-draft. The Titans re-signed Ty Smith to a one-year deal. Corner, missed all of 18 with an injury. Uh, will serve an experienced depth for, him, a, a depth for them. Seattle's re-signed Brandon Jackson to a one-year deal. The defensive lineman, sub-package player last year, 418 uh, snaps last year, age 28. And there's still some folks that are interested, and let's watch this. The other guy to throw into the trade veteran during the weekend discussions is Trent Williams, still out there. Browns are clearly looking to solidify the left tackle position. I don't believe the Ezra Cleveland talk simply because I don't think he's a left tackle. Now, they may think he's a left tackle, and they may indeed like him. That's way too high for him in the first round, in my opinion. But we'll see. They have made some curious picks in the past. It's a new regime, but yet kind of some of the same old people involved in it. So who knows what could happen there. Um, You know, the Vikings – have a 22 and 25. Uh, they've inquired about Trent Williams, so we'll see how that develops or doesn't during draft week. Lamar Jackson made an interesting comment. I guess he was announced as part of that Madden game stuff going to be on the cover, and he was discussing some um, plans for the year, and he said, the plan is for him and for the coaching staff is to not run the football as much next year. It'll be interesting. I, I do think that running the football is a big part of the game, but I think he, again, as I always throw this out, the Russell Wilson model of running for a quarterback is the way you want to run in this league. <clears throat> Have the ability when people do not account for you as a runner to make them pay run in the open field and slide. You're not going to get hit. You're not going to allow – people are not going to be allowed to hit you. 
it makes all the sense in the world. I, I think certainly if he runs along the lines of what he has run, th there's going to be limitations on what he can hold up to. So we'll see on that how much they can utilize that. Now, while, yes, he makes and he's through the, through the football well, that's still not the strongest part of his game. So how much of that do you want to take away? Interesting to see. Uh, over in uh, Los Angeles with the Rams, Sean McVay says that, you know, look, the, the Brandon Cooks trade had a lot to do with Josh Reynolds. They like the young man. They feel he's a capable starting receiver. Um, that was a big part of it. Reynolds is slotted as the third wide out. Um, obviously, they've got Cooper Cup. You got tight ends Higby and Everett. Um, so that's a big part of it. We know Brandon Cooks is you know there's there's never been anything overt with him, but he was a high pick, highly thought of by the Saints with Drew Brees. Goes to New England with Tom Brady. That didn't work out. Had his most success with the Rams. You know, they moved on from him. I, you know, it's just a lot of it is availability, concussion issues, but that's developed over time. I think it's just a little bit of some attitude, work ethic, things that has quite frankly prevented him from, well, it's caused him to be moved more than, you know, um, appreciated for what the talent level he has just hasn't quite quite achieved. Um, tell you a couple of things that are interesting. Where are the receivers coming off on this draft? I mean, early, but where? How early? Look at the receivers and look at the offensive tackles. Where is the run going to come, or is it going to be a bit of a mixture? Might see an offensive lineman run early. You might see Andrew Thomas go a little bit higher than people might think. Well, that start the run. When's the first receiver coming off the board? You know, is it I think it's going to be kind of in that as obviously Burrow and Young and then we'll see kind of where the the quarterback mix is in relation to Akuda Simmons, Derek Brown, but in that mix is also the tackles and the receivers, and that's where it's going to start to come. Now, um, edge rusher, going to be interesting too. Now, one of the interesting guys, depending upon the run of the tackles early, is Josh Jones, Houston, left tackle feet. Not much of a pass set guy. It's very raw, but... If the run goes early, does late first round, does that push him there? I think that's high in terms of his value grade, but in this era of runs where you're not as comfortable with some of the mid-round, late-round guys, you could see that happen. More likely round two, but that depends. Depends on how the run goes, so it's interesting to see. Um, some other news, good news from Jalen Johnson corner from Utah. It's ahead of schedule with his shoulder. Um, great news for Javon Kinlaw. No team has failed him on his physical. To, to me, this is me. And I hear the talk about Falcons moving up. If it's me, I'm not moving up for a corner. I'm just telling you, I'm not doing that. I'm moving up for a guy like Kinlaw. Because I think you can do that. I don't think you have to move up in the top five necessarily. I don't, you know, I like Henderson. I think he's good. I think Akuda's really good. I'm moving up for the big guy. I'm not moving up for one of those corners. I, I don't. Maybe they are. I'm just saying that that's not, in my opinion, a prudent move. But we'll see. Um, it's not a pretty group of tight ends. 
but the fact that Cole Komet's the best of the bunch, and I think he's very solid. Got a little Kyle Rudolph in his game. Might be enough to put him, again, with a high six round, uh, high second round value at 6'4". Probably puts him somewhere mid to late first round for somebody that's looking for that option when the tackle and receiver options become off the board. Um, Steelers, definitely interested. The right guy at quarterback has to be the right guy. Um, and the trade discussions with Washington's interesting. And I believe that the recent trade discussion conversations about, hey, our phone's ringing is a response to the day after the Giants floating out. Oh, man, the Giants are really looking hard at, you know, at Justin Herbert and all that. Hey. We'll do one better. Hey, our phone's ringing a bunch. We're here at two. Come come call us. That's that's how this stuff works, folks. Uh, Richard, we'll finish up with Richard asking a question. Um, people often make, uh, uh, may often make about the Cowboys for their numerical chart that suppose you can go online and see what that story was behind it. Richard, go to LandryFootball.com. Everyone, go to LandryFootball.com, and this is actually free. I think we got it up there for free. Hit the draft button, and you'll see a lot of different. Um, we've got a Chris Landry on football segment that focuses on a lot of information on the draft. One of it is explaining why the draft trade charts you read online are not accurate. So you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, the Cowboys are given credit for the draft trade chart with the numbers. They weren't the one first ones to put the draft trade chart. We we certainly um, had one that, frankly, I've always felt kind of served us a little bit better. But basically what the trade chart is is numbers. It takes the first pick. And the last pick in the draft, and assigned a numerical value, 3,000 points at number one and, you know, 250 points for the the last pick, for example. Okay. And so you simply add, you know, the third, fourth, and it equals this. It's fine. It's not an accurate way to do it. It's not the best way to do it. And I explained that in detail over in that post that everyone can read, and I encourage you to do so. And here's the reason why it's not the be-all to end-all. Because draft picks themselves, the value of a pick, the first pick, the fifth pick, the tenth pick, the twentieth pick, the fiftieth pick, varies from year to year. Okay, it's an important pick. Hey, I got tenth pick of the draft. That's great. The picks don't mean anything. It's the players that you get with the picks. So if every draft and how you grade players each and every year may differ, how many 7-4 to 7 grades, how many 6-9 to 6-5 grades, where is the drop-off point, that determines the value of the pick. So it's all tied. I've always tied the numbers in corresponding to my draft board. So the 10th pick means one thing if these group of players are available, and it means quite another if these group of players are available. So what if the 10th pick, I can get a player ranked second or third on my board? That pick's worth a hell of a lot more than the 10th pick. Now, here's what I do, and I have dueling charts, because I may know that historically the 10th pick is worth 1,300 points. But for me, that's real value is if I'm getting a third graded player on our board, that's really worth 2,200 points for me. Well, I'm not going to offer 2,200, but I know how valuable that pick is to me because it represents a player that I've got rated 
at a certain level that maybe others don't. That's fine. I trust my judgment. I trust my board. So that helps you to understand why, okay, yeah, so in the eyes of everyone that's just reading numbers on a chart, a 1,300-point value. No, 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 that's great. I can maybe get an offer of 1,500 points value and the team I'm trading with thinking that they've got the greatest deal and and it's fine for them. It's a good deal for them. But I'm spending 1,500 points on a player that's really more worth 2,200 points. So I got a really good deal in my mind. I want to make sure that the folks I'm dealing with are really happy because I want to do trades with them again in the future. So um, check that out as you've got to marry your your draft board to your picks. People don't understand it. People that haven't done it don't have an understanding. So you've got to adjust your board. You adjust your draft charts to your board each and every year. And I go into great detail over on LandryFootball.com in that article. So hope you all of you get a chance to listen to, to read it rather uh, as it's free. Um, what schools were the toughest schools for you to get into as far as making a visit as a scout? Uh, none. You know, there was a stretch where there was a little bit of an issue. Uh, Penn State with Coach Paterno was a little bit difficult. Bill Snyder at Kansas State was a little bit of a, a problem at times. Um, but not for me. It wasn't an issue. But I'm aware that there's some, some issues. Um Ray Goff, when he was at Georgia, was a pain in the ass. Um, but, you know, not that big of an issue. Um, pretty much anywhere. Um, he says, uh, Richard asks, what was your assessment of Scott Pioli as director of player personnel and general manager? Scott was um, was a young intern for us in Cleveland. Um, he was a friend of Belichick. He's Bill Belichick's son-in-law. Um, he's kind of had an in. He's, you know, worked hard, did what Belichick told him to do. He's not a really good evaluator, uh, fairly organized. He did what Bill asked him to do, and, you know, and he did a good job because Bill's making the decisions. And it's one of the things that I know when I left Bill, one of the things I wanted to do is kind of prove that, you know, I could do it away from Bill and was fortunate enough to have some success away from Bill and and that that was important to me because Bill was essentially the guy that that did it and I wanted to kind of have a little bit more freedom to do it. Well, a lot of the guys that have worked under Bill have wanted to do that. Scott went to Kansas City and didn't do a very good job at all. Uh not only did it not work, you see how much better Kansas City is under under leadership now. Uh didn't do a very good job and and alienated a lot of people. He thought he was he had the um the big head of that he would head all the answers type and did not know go very well. So he's, um, you know, went to Atlanta to work with his buddy, Tom Dimitrov. And, you know, he's out of football now. Uh, I, you know, he's, he's somebody that works the phones and, you know, I wouldn't rule out trying to convince somebody that, you know, that, uh, you, you know, that he's the answer, you know, he's he's limited. He's he's limited in, in, in what he can do. But hopefully if he wants to get another chance, he will. Um, and then Richard finally asked, last year the Giants drafted Daniel Jones with the sixth overall pick, which led to a lot of people in the media tick because people in the media uh, thought that the Giants had drafted Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, the, the perfect example. People don't know how you evaluate a player and who you like. You could have had Dwayne Haskins. Didn't want Dwayne Haskins. Whether they're right or not, time will tell on that. Oh, you could have had this guy. Don't want this guy. It's not who wanted. Wouldn't have taken him 10 picks down. So, yeah, that's just part of the ignorance that is mock drafts and people who everybody thinks they know in this fantasy football era who can play or not. And those people who don't have a clue about how to evaluate players. It's just nonsense. It's if, if you spend a second's time 
of listening to those type of people, you're wasting a second of your time. So that's who the Giants wanted, and time will tell, you know, how that'll play out. But Daniel Jones is has got a chance now they gotta build around him. All right, folks, listen, we are a uh, reminder, keep it at LandryFootball.com for all the latest information. And it'll be coming, a lot of news, a lot of notes, a lot of rumors. We're going to keep you up to date on that on LandryFootball.com. Make sure that you, you've not signed up to have this podcast and the college podcast going directly to your phone. Make sure that you do just that by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. And check out our good friends at 401k Generation. We wouldn't be providing you this podcast if it wasn't for them. Uh, The folks at 401k Generation can help you with all your money management, investment inquiries, license in all 50 states. Give them a call today at 1-866-998-5879. Last chance to get your questions in to me to answer uh, tomorrow's show, on the college show, uh, or the NFL show, uh, particularly as relates to the draft. So make sure you send them in uh, as, uh, well, it's the last chance. You can certainly send it in for a Friday show as we'll react to what happened after round one and into round two but uh, and, and the rest of the weekend. But uh, give us a shout uh, and let us know what you're wanting to hear. But we'll be back tomorrow to break down. Uh, everything and get you set for the draft on draft day. It'll be draft day tomorrow, obviously. And uh, check it again, everything out at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of that scouting season offer today. You're going to absolutely love it. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you next time, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.